0: It's time for the Ron and Brian podcast. Get ready to fill your ears with the latest news, politics, current events, and whatever else we feel like talking about this week. And now, your hosts, Ron and Brian. All right. Good morning. It is Sunday. It is a special early edition of Ron and Brian podcast, uh, episode 212, joined as always by my friend, my partner, my life mate. Brian, Brian, how the hell are you today, sir? I'm
1: doing great. Um, you know, uh, a lot of um, you know, uh I was on uh, a lot of so, you know, uh I was on a lot of sleep. Okay. I wasn't expecting it. Uh, I was expecting to get a lousy night's sleep. There's a lot going on. Um and then suddenly, boom. You know, woke up, uh realized that I had gotten a solid 8 Eight and a half, if you okay. know, not to brag. Right. Not to brag. Nope. Um, as you can see, I've been allowed back into my building. Um, the uh, CDC uh recently gave us the clearance to return to uh our domiciles here in Queens. Um, so I'm feeling particularly safe, right? You know, it, uh, emotionally. I I'm I'm surrounded by my belongings. This is my safe space here. Um and I'm, I, I feel really positive about this episode. I think it's going to be really uplifting. Um, I think we're going to have a lot of good um, uh, good things uh, uh, to talk about. I'm really excited about it.
0: All right. Well, you seem shot out of a cannon. So, it's, Oh, it was boy. the cold
1: brew. It's cold, cold brew. It's Ron, it's cold brew season. This is what I'm like in the morning. You think like at 8 o'clock at night when I'm sitting there you're like, oh, you slop. Mm-hmm. Cold brew, heavily caffeinated. We never ask. How are you
0: doing, Ron? Well, I'm doing good. I mean, it's, uh, it's a Sunday morning. Again, I got a solid night's sleep, woke up, had a good breakfast, made myself a, a bacon, avocado, and egg sandwich this morning. Just a solid combination right there. Ooh. Had a few cups of coffee, enjoying my third cup of coffee in the morning. So, Cheers to you, sir. I'm drinking water. And it's a beautiful day out, Brian. A beautiful uh, day. This first official weekend of summer. But as we know, we have been already celebrating Hot Podcaster Summer for a month now. Hot Podcaster Summer. Oh. But it's just nice to see that the weather has caught up with uh, with what we've been celebrating for the last few weeks. Brian, are we ready to get into this? Are we ready to get episode two twelve rolling? Yes. All right. Let's start off as always with drink of the week drink of the week drink of the week
1: drink of the week drink brian, of the week
0: brian what uh, what are you drinking this morning
1: what am I drinking this morning? I'm going to tell you something. I was feeling a little risky
0: today. Mm. I like it when you uh, I get risque.
1: I'm drinking a two-year-old beer. What? Wow. I found a Lager King, the official beer of Hot Podcaster Summer. Hot
0: Podcaster Summer.
1: Mm. The official beer of Hot Podcaster Summer.
0: No, it doesn't want to play. Sorry, keep going.
1: Damn it. 2020, I found a a can of it in the back of my beer fridge. I sat there and said, holy cow, I know Ron once told me that beers only last about six to eight months in the refrigerator, but I'm going to show him that it's two years. We are taking chances. Here we go.
0: I was going to say there doesn't seem to be a lot of uh, carbonation there. Mm. It still tastes fucking delicious. All right, good. I'm happy for you. This is me being happy for you.
1: Oh, My hand's shaking now. What's, go- <laughs> What's going on? Ron, what are you drinking?
0: Um, so I went to, I went non-alcoholic this morning because I have uh, I have things to do today. Uh, and I went with one of my favorite non-alcoholic beverages. This is La Cologne draft latte in a can. Yes, you can get it on tap at your local La Cologne. But this is in a can. It is uh, foamy, nitrous-infused milk mixed with their cold brew coffee uh, available in uh, vanilla, mocha, and my favorite, triple shot draft latte. So we are getting a heavy caffeine here. And hold on. Mm. Just, uh, I mean, again, you mentioned how you had the cold brew, but imagine if you could add some cold nitrous-infused milk to to that, Brian. I would love that. Mm. I think that would be great. Delicious. So that's what I'm drinking this morning. Nice. Nice. So uh I guess that's it for drink of the week. We really didn't have but, a lot to talk. About.
1: Well, that's that's because we're not there's we're we're not talking ABVs. We're no. not talking um we're not, you know, we're not talking about hops and 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 flavors. You're just going hard.
0: Just going straight. Going straight with the triple caffeine, you're going straight with the lager king. So respectable. So I guess there's nothing else to do but to move on to beef of the week. Brian's Beef of the Week Alright Brian What's bothering you this week? What's bothering me? Yes um, mm, Alright um, <sighs> This seems like something weighing heavily on you
1: No, because it's a complete contradiction of what I said to you before we started the show and um, it genuinely is my beef of the week. So, do I stick to what we said earlier, or do we go with, um, do we go with with my genuine beef of the week?
0: I mean, I think we stick with what you, we said earlier because if you if you go with your actual beef of the week, it will. Well, can I do my beef for the week first? Then you do uh, your beef for the week beef first. Yes, my beef. Uh, Do your beef for the week. Very. First. So, my beef this week, Brian, is actual beef. So, let me explain. Um, You know, I was in Chicago uh, this past week for business for a few days. Sure, And Chicago likes to pride itself on certain foods. Uh, Deep dish pizza, which, as you and I both know, is Mm. trash. It's garbage, garbage, garbage. It's it's a casserole. It's not a pizza. You know what I'm saying? Um, Chicago hot dogs, which, all right, I don't mind a Chicago hot dog, but there's usually too much going on there. Like I'm a simple man, just like relatively few condiments. I don't need, you know, the salad that they put on top of that. The other thing is the uh, the Chicago beef sandwich. So like an Italian beef sandwich uh, with like a side of au jus. Uh, so I went to this uh, local place near my hotel that the concierge recommended. So it's supposed to be. It's described in the menu as a, as a beef sandwich um, with uh, with red and green peppers and sure. giardinera. Which uh, I'm butchering that, but that's like a it's an Italian relish of like pickled vegetables and whatnot. Uh, I'm like, oh, this sounds delicious. So if I may share with you, Brian, a photo of uh, what was served to me. Let me see if I can pull this up here real quick. So now, presentation not horrible, but like no, but doesn't the beef
1: doesn't look particularly appetizing. And I'm not really sure what the, what are those peppers? They just slapped so They on just top? They just
0: drop the peppers across the top rather than maybe like layering them into the sandwich. Yeah. So kind of like a semi And so if you see like on the right-hand side, I've got a little ketchup and, and that green stuff is supposed to be like that Italian relish, which if you see that Italian relish anywhere else, it actually looks like the color of the vegetables that they started off. Like those are just all green. So it's just a random. Uh, and then the, the Arjus on the left there. So let me ask you a question, Brian, because again, you're you're a man of culture, you're a man of taste like I am. If you get a sandwich that is supposed to be dipped in an au jus, should all of the flavor of that sandwich come from the au jus or should the sandwich have a decent flavor on its own?
1: Oh, the sandwich by itself should have a decent sandwich. But that bread looks dry. That bread it, does not look like it was dipped at all.
0: It, it, well, you you dip it yourself in the au jus, that little container. On oh, the lap the okay.
1: Now I get it. Yeah, no. So what you're asking is, shouldn't the sandwich itself be bringing something to the table? Right. Wink, wink. Love the pun. Keep going.
0: So if you if you take, plus I, they didn't cut it. So it's this huge sandwich that you're now trying to assemble and dip. That was, mm. I, I took a bite without the aju. No flavor, no seasoning uh, to that beef whatsoever. Oh, that's a shame. And then the fries were uh, undercooked. I mean, it was just a uh, Chicago, for me, very disappointing city. May I, I ask, people, how
1: much did this sandwich cost you?
0: I, I mean, I will say it was a reasonable price. It was $17. So $17 compared- for a fucking sandwich or 17 with the fries and the beer? 17 with the fries. The beer was yeah. additional. I mean, keep in mind, I had gone to... um Five guys for lunch the day before got a single patty burger, fries and a bottled water. And that was twenty five dollars.
1: Well, five guys literally charges you like there's been five guys who have decided to <laughs> pummel your rectum with their large penises um, while stealing your wallet at the same time.
0: But that meal was better than this meal. So yeah, yeah, yeah that's this, a shame. Was, uh, this was very disappointing. So that, sir, uh, that is my beef for the week. You look like you have a question. I do have a question. What
1: was the – if we're going to trash Chicago food – Right. And I know that you were there for several days. um, My question, what was the best meal you had there? Like like, like if we're going to talk negative, we need to have balance. There needs to be yin-yang. There needs to be a dark side to the force.
0: I mean, I will, I will say this, I did not, there were a number of meals provided for the event that I went for, which sure. were average at best. I will say the five guys I had for lunch uh, on my first day there was probably the best meal I had. Uh, that's sad. Which is sad.
1: That's sad. That. That. Now, speaking of your the event that you went to, how was the furry uh, convention,
0: um, <laughs> the National <laughs> Association
1: of Furry Enthusiasts? Um NAFE. Nafe, you went to Nafe 2022. Um, you know, how you know, you you told me you were looking forward to it. It is you, in fact, I mean, I'm I'm not I'm not disclosing anything, but you did say earlier that it was the uh it was your high point of the year, it's the weekend that you get away from the wife and you can really express who you are as a human being. You get to you know become who you, you know, uh you get to become what you want to be. Brian, I,
0: I hate to disappoint you. I know you you constantly predict that I'll be joining the furry uh community, uh, but yet another week has gone by where I have not done that. So I think you are you are making things up. But Brian, now that I've gotten my beef out of the way, what is your beef of the week?
1: My beef of the week this week is Gold Star and the New York Yankees. Really? Why is that? I'm not sure if you're familiar with the website Gold Star. It is a discount activity slash ticketing service that um, offers, you know, significant discounts on um, uh, ticket prices. And, you know, so it is, uh, um, you know, comedy shows, concerts, um, uh, uh, public activities like going to uh, parks, zoos, walking tours off Broadway here in New York City. But but the New York Yankees take advantage of it and will sometimes sell tickets for you know twenty five percent off sometimes even okay. more maybe thirty percent so you know I, I I tend to go there because you know it's a trusted website sometimes you know you look on a StubHub or a SeatGeek and you know you're buying a you know secondary market it's always a you know you run the risk of a counterfeit ticket last month in May um, if you remember there was a week where I had purchased tickets. To a game that was rained out. Yeah. And it was my my beef of the week was the fact that um, it rained for about 20 minutes before seven o'clock and never rained again. And I missed out on my Andy Pettit bobblehead. Son of a bitch. Okay. So fast forward a month and I uh, was at work one day this week. I hope none of my coworkers are watching this. Um, and I needed to take a break from work cause I had kind of hit like a, you know, I, I was working at 25% capacity and I was just like, Whoa, you needed a mental health slow day. down. I need to do some Brian stuff. And I was like, you know what? I never figured out how to exchange those tickets to, um, for a future date. So I'm going to do some research now. So I, um, I went on gold star and um, they had the automated, um, you know, uh, uh, system where you talk to their um, artificial intelligence helper okay. that will walk you through um, all your questions. And it really is. Are you asking about, um, you know, uh, 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 signing up for an account? No. Are you? At, it's just it is. It's, it's, it's insane. So um, I basically got the answer from Gold Star that I needed to reach out to the New York Yankees. Okay. Because they're like, listen, once you know you buy that event, and you know, for us, the event took place. The Yankees are the ones that have your money. You need to reach out to the Yankees to reschedule. So I reach out to the Yankees, and their policy for rainouts is just go to the ballpark app on your phone.
0: Oh, the MLB park ballpark
1: app. Which I have. Okay. Utilize it, have no problem. So I go there and there's no record of the tickets. Th- that for the game that was rained out, there were record, they were in the ballpark app previously. Now they've just disappeared. So now I reach out to MLB and they're just like, We don't know what the fuck you're talking about. We don't have a record of it. You need to go back to Gold Star where you actually purchased your tickets.
0: Bounce so back and
1: forth. Yes. Yes. It was um uh, um uh what do you call that? It? it was I I was getting the reach around. Minus, well, I was I was the one doing the reaching around. Let's put it that way. Right. Um, so I uh, gave up, got frustrated, went back to it the next day. Um, and I decided, you know what? Let me just do a search of my emails to see. You know, they must have sent me an email you of, um, of uh, you know, when, when the game got rained out, you know, telling me what I should do. And lo and behold, there's an email from Ticketmaster telling me how to manage my account. And that that in the Ticketmaster app is where I should exchange my tickets.
0: So now Ticketmaster is in the mix. Worked
1: perfectly. Got into the website, showed (laughs) the tickets for the rain out. All I had to do was click a button that said exchange. And then it said, which of these games do you want to go to? The value of your ticket will be applied. So if you want to upgrade to a better seat, it may cost you a little bit more. If you want to downgrade, you'll have a credit. I was just like all right, this worked. But what just frustrated me was the time I lost dealing with gold star and dealing with um, the New York Yankees. Neither of them uh, pointed me in the right direction.
0: Sons of bitches.
1: And if anyone asks, I have turned off my air conditioner in my, um, in my living room for, for, for peak audio quality. (laughs) And um, it is hot as a mofo in here.
0: Well, I mean, that makes sense. Given that it's podcaster summer yes i have turned mine off too so we'll see how well, long. you're not sweating bullets like i not have. yet not yet unfortunately uh the the podcast office is in the back of the house so the sun is not hitting this room just yet so, uh, so you're nice uh brian cool. there's yes. obviously you know a topic this week um that has ga- gained worldwide attention um yep. definitely something that we knew we were going to have to talk about today um, so it's Never obvious been. that it was our first choice to uh, to as, as our starting topic, and that is, of course, uh, monkeypox, Brian. Monkeypox yeah. yeah. and uh, what the UK is doing to handle it. Brian, would you like to fill us in as to what's going on across the pond?
1: Okay, so we've all moved. Uh, you know, just to to queue up the story, everybody has decided that the um, the COVID pandemic is over. That we no longer need to worry about uh, uh, co- uh, coronavirus. Speaking of which, by the way, um, just one last follow-up for your Chicago trip. Did you wear a mask on the airplane back and forth?
0: Um, you know, I have to be honest, I did not. What was the percentage of people that did? I would say it was probably, I would say about a third of the people were wearing masks.
1: Okay. And you felt comfortable? I did. Yeah, 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 no, 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 no. The reality of the situation is that it's not a very dangerous disease right now, and that the um, uh, instances, the the numbers are very low, right? Um, so, I, I uh, thanks for the update. Sure. Um, okay, so, um, so we've moved on. So now nobody wants to talk about coronavirus. People are are you know uh, uh, recently. I think it was this past week. Um, uh, what well, uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, Mick Jagger uh, came up uh, uh, two weeks ago as yes. being positive. Nobody noticed Martha Stewart this week, uh, uh, had to miss a launch party because she was COVID positive. Nobody cares. Okay. Jeopardy host, uh, Mayim Bialik, um, tested positive. Nobody cares. We're all moved on to monkeypox. So awesome. monkeypox wow. is, um, uh, spreading around. Um, numbers seem to be still relatively low earlier. Um, the, uh, um, earlier this week um, in the uh, United States, I think we had probably about 250 cases of uh, monkeypox here in America. Um, UK seems to have a slightly higher number. Um, the, the number that was reported by the UK Health Security Agency was around 800. So monkeypox apparently causes the sores to break out in your body, much like a, a, a chicken pox. Right. Ooh, this one hurt. This This comment hurt.
0: <laughs> he's not wrong ron is the fuck you know what well, brian gets 100 of the COVID.
1: the real issue ron is that for for years we've been saying you know you got to follow the math believe in the data and this <laughs> one just this one cut right through jesus william esquire on fire already um So uh, monkeypox, similar to chickenpox. I don't know what the connection is to monkeys, but uh, I'm not getting close to it. But um, so the UK, they've got 800 cases and they're getting concerned. So earlier this week, UK health officials set out to offer monkeypox vaccines specifically to gay and bisexual men who are deemed to be the most at risk of catching the virus.
0: Apparently so, yes, that's... uh... Uh, for whatever reason, that that segment of the population seems to be where the the case numbers are the highest.
1: So it causes blisters and pimples on the skin, and all people are also reporting having rashes. What I and I and what I do know is that here in America, the CDC set out guidelines um, that um, people should. Uh, how do I put this politely? Rather than engaging in in direct skin on skin sexual activity. Um, what they should do if their partner has monkeypox is that they should um, be uh, socially distanced, mutual masturbating.
0: I mean, that's uh, that's one way to do it, I guess.
1: And the other option was to have sex while fully clothed so that the skin doesn't touch the skin. But what I'm what I'm not understanding is why um, these health agencies seems to be targeting the gay and bisexual male um Populations. I mean, you know, you and I are, you know, we're not spring chickens anymore. We are both in our early forties, and um, the fact, the very fact, um, we were around during the AIDS crisis, we understood, you know, the coded language um, when the governments, um, you know, pretended that diseases weren't um, dangerous and and let it devastate the gay and bisexual communities. Um, And now we've got monkeypox, and it feels like we're targeting those communities again.
0: It does. Yeah. Again, I'm not quite sure because you would think, you know, they they say that they're targeting, quote, gay, bisexual and other men who have sex with men. But, you know, why wouldn't they also if it's if it's a case of skin against skin, why wouldn't they just be focusing on individuals that may be having, you know, a large number of sexual partners, different sexual partners, whether it be, you know, male, female, gay, bisexual, straight, whatever. Um, yeah, I'm not quite sure why that is. Again, I think the the case numbers they're saying are, are, are showing that to be, you know, why they're targeting it. But yeah, I don't know why they want to just do an overall, um, you know, campaign to try and reduce, um, this disease, which it doesn't seem to be fatal. Like I understand there's a discomfort to it. Um, but you know, again, it almost seems like, you know, like an extreme case of chickenpox. Right, I get why you wouldn't want to get it, but I, I don't know why there is necessarily the uh, and there's already a vaccine for it as well. Sure, yeah, if you like, believe if you believe that vaccines work, <laughs> That's all right, true. Um, do the kids have the receptors for monkeypox? Is the bigger question as well. Well, well, obviously,
1: I have to ask Johanna.
0: Right, uh, but again, it, it seems like there's there's a lot being brought to it, but it seems like case numbers are low. Um, mm-hmm. There's not like a, a a fatality factor to it, correct? And there's there's already an existing vaccine, so it just seems like this is just you know everybody's got pandemic fever, you know, these, right? Like that, now that you mentioned, now that we've beaten COVID nineteen, you know, let's move on to monkeypox and try and build it up and and get people scared about that. Yeah, I, it just feels weird. So. We'll keep an eye out for it, Brian. Don't get monkeypox. I know you seem to be. If there's out of the two of us on this podcast, if there is one of us that is going to come down with an infectious disease, it does seem to be you. Um, so I would just ask that you be careful out there and uh, and not get monkeypox. Understood. All right. Obviously, um, another uh, huge story this past week um, that had everybody talking. That's right. The new Ron and Brian stickers have finally arrived. A reprint of the stickers that we've been using for the first few years of the podcast. The same logo that you have come to know and love. uh, But we've also added some QR codes to make it easier to spread the message. We've got a QR code in the upper uh, left corner Uh, That'll take people to our YouTube channel. And on the lower right corner, that QR code will take it uh, to our page on Apple Podcasts. So we have these available. If you are a Patreon subscriber currently, we're going to send you, uh, even if you've already received your sticker uh, allotment for your subscription, we're going to send all of our current Patreon subscribers uh, stickers so that they have them to share with their friends uh, and use them responsibly. That's all we ask. We don't want them stuck anywhere there shouldn't be. Um, or if you would like to sign up today, we will add stickers uh, to your package, whatever package it is uh, that you subscribe at. So go to Ron and Brian Podcast. In the upper right-hand corner, um, there is a link for join, uh, become a patron. Uh, If you join at the bronze level or higher, Um, You also get access to our After Dark, um, which today isn't really After Dark, but it is, I guess, afternoon. We'll be going live at 1230. It normally is 930 at night. Um, The last Sunday of the month also is traditionally our pajama party, where we let all of our subscribers come in and join us. Um, We are actually postponing that for a week. We're going to do a special July 4th weekend edition uh, next Sunday night at 930. So again go to ronandbrianpodcast.com for all things ron and brian but more importantly uh to join our patreon uh, get your stickers get other fantastic uh swag that is out there. Brian,
1: what i wanted to point out is i think that we should make it um so that next sunday's show you have to you have to wear your best patriotic um outfit for the pajama party instead of pajamas you have to wear something you have to wear your most um uh
0: uh patriotic Makes sense. Get, get your America on next weekend. Good. All right. Well, I guess, uh, Brian, should we get to the actual main topic of the week that we've been kind of putting off because we knew it was going to take a while? Yes, please. So as everybody knows, uh, the Supreme Court uh, overturned Roe v. Wade earlier this week, uh, releasing the decision that had been leaked uh, a couple of months prior. So this wasn't necessarily a, a surprise, uh, but it's disappointing nonetheless. And so now it will fall to each of the states uh, to determine um, whether abortion um, will be legal in that state or not. There's there's a, a number of states uh, that already had um, uh, abortion laws in place. Um, and then there are also, uh, states that had what we refer to as trigger laws that would go into effect should the Supreme Court um, overturn uh, Roe v. Wade. So we've got uh, we've got eleven, uh, I believe, eleven states with uh, with abortion laws in place. We've got Alrighty. six uh, six states with trigger laws, um, and then there's a few other states uh, that are putting together laws. Overall, it looks like we will have about 22 U.S. states that will have um, outlawed uh, abortion altogether. In addition to that, some of these states um, have gone to the added, uh, I guess, viciousness of including in the laws that you can be arrested for going out of state. Um, if you go to a state that where abortion is legal and, and get an abortion, you will be prosecuted when you get back to your home state. Um, Texas I believe is also offering incentives. Uh, so if you uh, turn in uh, a neighbor or a, a fellow resident uh, as to having, uh, gotten an abortion somewhere? I believe you can be compensated. the state will pay you like ten thousand dollars, or the mm-hmm. actually the person who got the abortion will have to pay the individual that turned them in up to like ten thousand dollars.
1: Right. It, it literally. Um. Uh. It's one th- it, It's just the um. The criminalizing the behavior is what is is the, is so fucking scary to me. Right. Um. You know, we always knew. You know, at, at one point that the conservatives were going to overturn Roe v. Wade. Um, You know, it was, um, it was very, this was their um, uh, lightning uh, rod um, issue. This was what was, this is what has been holding together a coalition of people is the, is the belief that abortion is murder, that there is a human life inside of that womb that is being um, uh, murdered. Um, some people agree with that approach. Some people don't. Um, but we always knew, um, cause, because the Republicans and the conservatives and the religious right, um, have pushed very strongly that this is their belief and they will do whatever they can. Um, over the past, um, uh, you know, decade, um, it has been the, um, you know, the legal case that has, um, you know, uh, been, um, always on the, on the, on the periphery of, uh, of being brought, um, with the Trump administration, putting three, um, uh, uh justices on the court, um, who are all conservative, who were strongly conservative, and in some cases, frighteningly conservative. Um, you knew that it, you know, suddenly you were dealing with a six to three, um, conservative, um, to, um, uh, th- uh was it th- uh, th- conservative to liberal? Liberal, um, yes. And you knew that once a case got in front of them, um, then and this is what this is the part that really is my beef, is my 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 issue, is the fact that a month ago or six weeks ago, a the opinion was actually leaked my my, th- my thought at the time was that it was the conservatives leaking it intentionally to give America the heads up that this was co- um uh, that this was going to be uh something that happened to prepare the left um emotionally for it right to kind of test to see what was going to be the public's reaction um, um I don't understand and this is my beep is that I do not understand the shock that people are feeling this weekend as a result of the um, of this order coming out. Um, anybody that has been following uh, the events of the Supreme Court, anybody that has been following the agenda of the right, knew that this day was going to come.
0: And what's and I guess what's it's, also I don't know what what the word is shocking or frustrating a, a day prior. You know, the Supreme Court had released a ruling, um, you know, uh, saying that the state of New York couldn't pass concealed carry laws. That the concealed carry law that New York City has passed was sure. what was uh, an overreach of the state powers. So, in the same week that the Supreme Court says that the states can't be trusted to enact gun laws, they're fine in saying that the states can enact reproductive rights laws correct so it's uh, it's it's uh, yeah and this is a, this is a great comment right here talking about how doctors can be charged pregnant persons can be charged and charged with a felony and exactly uh, if you're convicted of a felony you can't vote um, right. so it's a matter of disenfranchising women. Uh, especially disenfranchising um, minority women, because they are the ones that, that these laws tend to impact the most, as studies show, um, you know, because of the levels Terrible. of health care that are provided in, in yeah. different communities. Um, and again, you know, you look at, you know, the country as a whole, you know, we rank 57th in the world in uh, maternal mortality. Like you have, uh, you know, you have a, a greater chance of if you're a woman giving birth in the United States, you have a greater chance dying here than in a lot of other industrialized nations. Sure, we average about 19 deaths per 100,000 births. If you're a black woman, that number jumps to 43. Jesus Christ! Um, we are. You look at infant mortality if you look at the 36 industrialized nations we rank 33rd in infant mortality um, if you look at overall child care and well-being, we rank 39th in the world. Mm-hmm. So you know we're not fixing the problems but yet we're going to add more we're gonna we're, those numbers are just going to get worse. Due to but
1: that's because and, and and this is where clearly where we you know normally we try to take a neutral stance to things, but that's where the bullshit of the um of the of of the rights pl- uh, platform comes in because they care so much they care so much about the unborn child, right. but once that baby comes out of the womb, their entire agenda is. Fuck you, you're on your own. Right. We are not here to help you. But like they will absolutely hype and 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 pat themselves on the back about how all life is precious and all about and then the second that child is born. They will literally turn their back on that child and allow it to have a miserable uh, existence. They're okay with that child being born and then starving to death. They're okay with that child being born and then dying and, and prematurely because the, the the mother lacks um, uh, the 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 prenatal care to be prepared for the child. They're okay with um with 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 children being born into households that where where they are unwanted, there is no support, oh, I'm really going on a fucking rant right now. you can Before. see I'm triggered. There's no support for an adoption system. there is no support for foster care. there is you know uh, those those systems are absolute travesties, you know for 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 the weakest members of our society, the ones that need help the most. you know, the children who are born who do not have parents, that are taking care of them are put into systems where they are so easily abused and neglected. And, 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 and it is just such a disgusting hypocrisy to sit there and pat themselves on the back for, for standing up for the unborn child. And then absolutely, you know, in smiling and enjoying the fact that they have such a disregard for human life. Once it's been born.
0: Right. And, Fuck and them. Beyond, Fuck beyond them so the hard. Politicians, even the, these fake, you know, Fake Catholics out there that you know. Oh well, the child can be given up for for adoption, but they're not lining up to adopt kids. No, they're not lining up to foster children. Um, they don't mm-hmm. care. You know, and they don't even care that the foster systems in their states are underfunded and run poorly. They, they don't want to help. They, they, don't they, they don't give a shit. They want the child to be born. Correct. After that, oh well, not my problem. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, maybe their parents shouldn't have had sex. Uh, maybe, and it, it all comes down to eliminating, you know, choices in people's lives and feeling that you can control the choices in people's lives. Um, I do want to, if I can pull up this, uh, this, uh, this slideshow I did here, which I know you love when I do my slideshows. I love you. So I kind of wanted to look at a few things. So this is the list of states where abortion is currently banned. It's Alabama, Arkansas, Kentucky, Louisiana, Missouri, Ohio, Oklahoma, South Dakota, Texas, West Virginia, and Wisconsin. Um, the states where those trigger laws we talked about- um, What are trigger laws? The so trigger laws were laws that were put in place um, in these states under the assumption that Roe v. Wade would be overturned. So that the moment that Roe v. Wade was overturned, these laws would then trigger a ban. Got it. So of, they're not
1: already banned, but they're going to be as quickly as possible. Correct. So,
0: okay. these, so those six are Idaho, Mississippi, North Dakota, Tennessee, Utah, and Wyoming. So the first thing I want to look at, and we've kind of had this conversation previously about the number of states that take a lot more federal money than they give. So of course. if we look here... The majority of these states are in the top half most t- like West Virginia takes more money from the federal government than any other state versus what they put in. Alabama's number four, Mississippi's number three. So I think a- a- apart from like three or four of these states, you know, most of them are taking more. So you've you're already showing in your state, that you don't have the resources to properly provide for your people, or you're just right. poorly running your state because you were relying so much more. Like Ron, you want states' you've rights. Got, you've, you've got the platform right now, Ron. I'll be right back. You all want states' rights, but a majority of these states are showing that they don't have the ability to properly run their state without without federal intervention, without federal funds, without sucking off of you know, the US government teat.
1: Ron, I'm going to tap out for this uh, call. I don't know if you want to finish the show, but I think I just got some very bad news.
0: Okay. All right. All right. Let me know. Bye. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna move on to the next slide. Uh, so in uh, in talking about maternal mortality, so again we talked about how the United States ranked um, 57th in the world in maternal mortality. So again, if we look at the states where uh, abortion is currently banned, I mean, six out of the 11 are in the top 10 of of having the highest maternal mortality rates in the country. Um, The majority, when you factor in the trigger laws, more than half of them um, are, are, are in the top half of having the worst maternal mortality. So again, you've got states that are showing they're not they don't have the capability of preventing uh, mothers from dying during childbirth, but they want more. They want more births when they can't help the, the mothers that are giving birth right now. You look at infant mortality rates, um, again, you look at the mortality rates and you know, this is a, an infant that dies uh, one year old or younger. Again, scoring amongst the, in the bottom half, you know, and I had, I had the numbers screwed up. I I had meant to flip it around. These are, if you're in the, the lower the number, the worst. So all of these are near the bottom in infant mortality. Mississippi ranks 52nd. Guam and the U.S. Virgin Islands keep more infants alive than Mississippi does. But again, they want trigger laws to have more children born and then again kind of carrying that through all right so maybe the mother lives maybe the child lives how do they do in educating those kids um so it's it's again ridiculously low scores in education um they don't care about the mother they don't care about the child they don't care about education um they don't care about the healthcare. um again another great comment here from ali they want women controlled and it's it true and they they want them out of yeah but they want women out of the workplace out of politics out of the way um you know and you look at the age of these politicians that are in their 60s and 70s and 80s and they come from a generation where they grew up where you know the the wife was supposed to be barefoot and pregnant in the kitchen And they can't stand that women have gotten equal rights. And, you know, the way that they have also uh, insurrectionist Ginny Thomas's husband, Clarence, wrote that this argument that was used to get rid of Roe v. Wade um, can now also be looked into uh, the laws uh, requiring contraception, um, the laws that allow same-sex marriages, And the laws that allow same-sex relationships in general. Um, So, you know, again, they've gotten rid of abortion. They want to get rid of contraception. So not only will it not be legal for you to get an abortion, um, it it will be legal for your employer not to provide you with contraception that is covered under your employer health plan ridiculous and then we've talked about this on the podcast when this when this uh ruling was first leaked that if you if you have a woman in your life that you care about whether it's a mother a sister a daughter a wife whatever you know you need to be upset about this if you have you know if you know of anyone that is gay bisexual or trans this this is the game plan to come after their rights as well you know there are people that are already saying you know do i need to do i need to look to leave the country because i live in a state that you know should gay marriage be abolished will outlaw my union you know do i need to try and figure out if i can afford to move to another state if i can afford to move to another country do I need to do that? It's it, it's absolutely um, ridiculous. It is upsetting. You know, you see the protests that are breaking out um, across the country. People are upset and rightfully so. I mean, this was this was again, what was considered a non-issue for all of these conservative Supreme court justices when they, uh, when they were being, um, confirmed, you know, all of them, you know, even, you know, going back a few, you know, last year or the other year to Amy Comey Barrett and, uh, and Greg Kavanaugh, um, they, uh, yes, I know. Thank you. Um, sorry, we're, we're having, uh, it's, it's, uh, a little disruption to the podcast, but we will, uh, we we will uh, we will make sure uh, i finish this up um it does look like we will need to uh cancel the after dark for our patreon folks um so we will we will send out some uh, some information on that as well um now there is a tremendous amount of and again rightfully so pushback against the democratic party um the the democratic party had 50 years to codify Roe v. Wade into law. You know, think about all the times over the last 50 years that the Democrats had control of the White House and the Senate and the Supreme Court. Um, and they didn't do it. You know, it, it could have been actual law, but they didn't do it. Um, what they do is they, they, they use this as a way to just blanketly send out uh, emails and texts asking for donations, asking for money. But why? What guarantee is there? You know, uh, you know, Biden got into office in 2020, and you know the we got a, a we got a majority in the Senate and a majority in the House that's Democratic. But what have they done over the last two years? And the sad thing is, you know, the red, the right probably had a great opportunity in the midterm elections coming up in November. Uh, but you have to think this is going to energize the electorate to an extent, but what are the Democrats going to do that is really going to help the country because they've had so many opportunities to do so. Um, and they have, they have done nothing about it. Um, so it's, uh, it's incredibly frustrating. Um, yeah, I, I, again, uh, I apologize for, for being all over the place, but uh, it, we just got a little news here on the, on the podcast. that kind of uh, has, has messed things up a little bit. Um, so actually what I'm going to do is I'm going to wrap this up a little bit early. And I, I know we typically try and go um, a full hour here. So uh, I, I do apologize for cutting things off early. Uh, I appreciate uh, all of you that, uh, that joined us today. Um, We will be back again um, next Sunday, regular time, eight o'clock Sunday night for the regular podcast, 930 for uh, the After Dark. So, again, thank you all for joining us and we will catch you all again uh, next week. Thank you for joining us on the Ron and Brian podcast. We're live each week on YouTube. Facebook and Twitch. You can find prior episodes, links to our social media, and everything else Ron and Brian at Ron and Brian See you again next week.